Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coinop Cowboys, the podcast where four guys come together to share their hilarious experiences and insights on a variety of topics, from dating disasters to workplace shenanigans. Nothing is off limits on this show. Each week, our four hosts bring a new topic to the table, and you can expect to hear some wild and entertaining stories. We'll share our own experiences and offer our unique perspectives, all while keeping things lighthearted and humorous. This is Coin Op Cowboys, the podcast where hilarity ensues and the only thing we take seriously is having fun. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Angel. My co-hosts are Chris, Ryan, and Steven. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh along with us as we explore the absurdities of everyday life. Hello, everyone. This is the voice of your favorite cowboy, Angel. <laughs> I say that every week, and repeating that fact started to sound silly. Between you and me, the other guys, you know, we all have good banter. The bants are hot, and they bring it every single week. But we know who's got it going on. Full transparency, I'm playing a game right now while we're talking. And uh, they're commenting on how impressive that double kill, a triple kill. Wow. <laughs> Ah, blowing their minds. Well, anyway, today we have quite the show for you. Ryan talks about a time before the internet when a naked mole rat washed up on shore, making everyone cross their legs and squeeze with excitement. He denies it's a naked mole rat, however, he calls it the Montauk Monster. Let us know what you think in the comments. But first, Chris recalls his first time attending the Electric Dance Carnival, a.k.a. EDC and how the decision led to stories of music festivals that he and his friends will never forget. This is one of my favorite segments, because many people don't understand this life lesson until they're much older, so you'll definitely want to listen a few times. But first, Stephen talks about things we're not supposed to see, as he recalls a treasure hunt that started with a secret homemade porno he found in the back of his parents' filing cabinet. How many people does he recognize? Stay tuned, and don't change that station. We plan to read your feedback on future episodes, so comment if you want to hear your words on the air. Like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. Be sure to spread the word about this episode to your friends. You're definitely not going to want to miss this one. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you get your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every weekend. So take a listen to past episodes, get all caught up. Update on the game. I'm in second place. I like to do this thing where I close the game, the other person has no idea what's happening, and inflates them with this false sense of accomplishment. Anyway, I just closed the game. Their avatars are lighting up like crazy on the main stage. Let's see what they've got to say. Well, you just ruined you. You just got boot banned for rage nah, quitting. Oh, fuck. They, they're not going to ban me. They need me. <laughs> Question, Steven. Yes. Answer, what? dick and mouth. That's, uh, he walked into that one. Uh, Steven, how many times do you think Ryan pooped? Since the podcast started at 9 p.m. and you I think, got on, I think over I under think one and a half. Twice. It was the first one, which is the initializer, and then he went to get up, and it was like, oh no! And then a, a couple extra cramps kicked in. He said, "I got to sit back down, put his put his feet back <laughs> up on the squatty potty, and just you know had to pinch a few little spicy nuggets out. Maybe it was a sludge. Was a sludge? Oh, or was a nugget? Well, I I first sat on the toilet and took took a good like five minutes for anything to come out. A couple little solids came out, and then I knew there was more, so I kept pushing. And then the sludge gate opened, <laughs> and I thought I was done. Three. Came back to my chair, put on my robe, and my butthole was like, nope, you are not done. And I sat down, and sludge instantly came out. <laughs> you know what? Don't you feel so much better now? Well, I feel like if I didn't do the initial poop, it might have regressed and solidified. Yeah, so you had the dam. The dam... 
essentially had a finger in the hole. Finger in the hole is holding back all that water. You took the finger out of the hole, Ryan. Is that how you hold yours back? Yeah, well, I, I hold my back by crossing my legs. <laughs> Steven crosses his legs. <laughs> Sitting on the butthole just right that it puts a little pressure, back pressure. Uh, Ryan, you sent yeah. a picture in the chat of you pooping one foot on and one foot off of the rug. Is that some kind of strategy? How do you think that helped you? That's just the rug placement. That's just where it is. Bathroom. Okay. Yeah. I thought it like you kept one foot warm and the other cold. No, my own, the only pooping strategy I have is the pumping method. Do you know what the pumping method is? I don't. Please tell me. It's when you rock back and forth. <laughs> you rock back and forth, like like pumping it out. That is interesting. That's science. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Coin Op Cowboys coming to you live from Zimbabwe. I am your host, Angel, and we have a wonderful show planned for you. I'm going to introduce the boys as they appear on screen. We're going to get warmed up with a question. Gentlemen, I'm going to call your name. And you're going to give us your best cowboy catchphrase, which we're going to trademark today. And uh, you're going to tell us your biggest pet peeve. So, catchphrase and uh, your biggest pet peeve, starting with uh, Mr. Chris. Well, yeehaw, cowpokes. Got Chris here. Thought long and hard about this big pet peeve situation. And mine, oh mine, is the pedestrian sidewalk and parking lot. Road hog. What the fuck does that mean? You ever be just walking down the sidewalk and maybe you're jogging down the sidewalk? Maybe you're in a hurry to go grab some lunch before you got to get back to work. And there's two people that instead of walking close to one side, they spread out at fingertips and decide to walk super slow. So you have to step into the street to get around them. That's on the sidewalk. And you take it one step further, I'm at I'm at Stagecoach, and I'm pulling my giant 30-foot trailer behind me, and there are people just walking down the middle of the road, fingertips, drinking beers, having a good time, and I'm just going one mile an hour behind them with my lights on, and no one's moving. And then when they move, they move just a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I can't squeeze past you. I need to, I need to turn. I need to pull the trailer. So it's, uh, if you're ever trying to park your car and there's just people standing in the middle of the road, so you can't do what you got to do. Road hogs. Wow. Yeah. Ro like so road, so sidewalk hogs, road hogs. Uh, when you say people standing next to, are they touching fingertips? I don't think I've ever touched fingertips. No, they're not touching fingertips, but they're they're walking together. But instead of like walking and talking like this, they're walking and talking like this. So you can't go through the you can't go through the middle of them. You uh, have to kind of go around them. But they're taking up the entire sidewalk. An introvert's worst nightmare. So scared to say excuse me there, Chris. I do. I feel like you're just selfish, Chris. It's not Chris's world. Some anxiety, a little bit of anxiety. I'm, I'm like, come on, man. Like, and when you drive on the road, slow people drive on the right, fast people drive on the left. Yeah. But no, it's more like, hey, man, it's a free country. I can walk as fast or as slow as I want. This is true, America, baby. Sounds like uh, you you have an issue with other people being considerate. Yes. I thought you were talking about an animal at ben first, and then I thought you were making a poop innuendo. Like, I did not know where that was going to go, and it's pretty simple. I feel like an idiot. No. Roadhog. Roadhog. Perfect. Wow. All right. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Uh, let's move on to Steven. Well, I feel like Jigger got a lot of traction <laughs> for the wrong reasons. Yeah, his minds are in the filthy racist gutter. Uh, what's my favorite cowboy catchphrase, you say? 
Angel? We're going to trademark this catchphrase for you, Stephen. This will stay with oh, you forever. Man, there's a lot of pressure to just put on me all of a sudden. I need it now. Okay. Well, trademark office closes in two minutes. Go. I need you to cue the music, that one song that goes do, do, do. You know that old Western song? I'm sure Shazam will figure it out. Duel me, you jabroni. You city slicking cow turd poking fart nugget. Copyright that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know how I'm going to fit that on a shirt. I feel like I need more time to think about a catchphrase, man. Yeah. No, no. This has to be like now. Yeah, Can okay. I change mine to let's ride like Russell Wilson? Let's ride. The quarterback? Yeah. Oh. He's on the Broncos. That's Nick. That's Nicholas Cage's line, Chris. Oh, from Gone, Gone in 60, 60 seconds. seconds? Even, I really want it now. I got it, Angel. This podcast ain't big enough for the four of us. Oh, oh. game changer. Dude, that was quick. Never doubted you, Steven. Never doubted and you. I spit, and I spin my revolver and put it back into oh, my holster. Ryan, I have yours. All right. Stop while you're ahead. Oh, also All right. pe- no, that was pretty cool. That was pretty pet cool. Pet peeve. Pet peeve. It's it's simple. Yeah, let's hear your pet peeve. Because this is so obvious to me, because every time I hear it, I want to punch somebody in their fucking mouth. It's when they chew with their mouth open. If I have to hear you eat, I will kill you. I will kill you. And don't get me started on the ASMR crap, Angel. If you fucking touch your mic lick like that it, again, I will come it. over there and <laughs> sodomize your asshole with a number six rebar. Okay, city slicker? Texas size 10-4. <laughs> <laughs> What's the number six? I gotta Google what a number six rebar is. <laughs> number six, I should know this. It's no, 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 no. It's it's eighth, Stephen. So six would be three quarters. You should, because four would be a half. Three quarters, yeah. I know the weights. Remind I do know the weights, not the all right. The, the diameter. Ryan, Ryan, right before you go, I have ten four a catchphrase proposal for you. All right, all right. I'm looking right here, dude, because you can pull this off so beautifully. I just Ooh. want you to okay, go for it. Sit up straight. Lean forward, get right up next to that mic, and say, "I'm the stuff men are made of." Yeah, is that, is that, it's on. Is that it's on uh, everyday sub? power cowboy quilts for your countryside. <laughs> I don't know why you said that. You dork, you just looked that up. <laughs> Whatever okay. works, okay. Ryan. Right. Let's hear your catchphrase. Trademark one minute. That's a good one. Yeah. Yay, bum nuggets. Solid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you want my pet peeve, do you? So I thought long and hard about this one. And I had a few that came up. And then I read an article from the about a person that I find to be the greatest con man of our century. And the world is finally turning on them. The once great Elon Musk. And today he was complaining about what he calls laptop culture and people whining about wanting to work from home. I hate hearing people bitch about wanting to work from home, claiming they're more productive at home and going to the office is a waste of time because they can do whatever the fuck they need to at fucking home. I know each of us in this podcast have had to work throughout the entire pandemic and never had that. And I'm tired of hearing people bitch about it. Well, the funny story is I worked from home for a little bit. No, you did it. You got to go measure shit. No. There was like a solid two months where we just worked from home. We were all super scared of COVID and we all worked from home. But I was also super scared that work would dry up immediately. So I was bidding like crazy to make sure we had contracts at work. I personally hate working from home because those are all of the motherfuckers at Target. All the people at Target are working from home. And they're like, oh, why is there so many people at Target? I agree with you. I know it's like really, really 
looked down upon if you talk shit about working from home. But everybody that's doing it's abusing the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. Everyone. You all know people. We all know personal friends that abuse the shit out of it. And for someone like Elon Musk to say, you know, I think people are more productive in the office and to get freaking demonized about it. It's like he's fucking right. Like, yeah, people slack off at home. They do their own personal shit. Yeah. If I work, whenever I work from home, I get my shit done. And then there's always periods of time where it's like, okay, I'll sit around waiting for an email or a phone call. I'll pick up my switch and play it. And then finally something happens an hour later and I get to work again. But if I'm at the office, I can go and talk to people, see what's going on and find something to fucking do. But people don't answer their phone. People don't answer emails. If you're working from home, you would think they'd be much quicker to do all those things. So that's all you got to do. You've seen those TikTok videos where they're like, hey, working from home is great. I have like 20 jobs. I'm working from home. And they're like working like several jobs from home making a shit ton of money because all they have to do is about an hour work a day (laughs) they have like 10 laptops it's fabulous but yeah there's Mm -hmm. something to say about that work culture you can't you can't replace that if you're working from home you know you can't ensure that all your employees are you know actually at their computer i guess you can you can look at their status and there's ways to get around that. let me ask you chris i want to ask you something since you're a boss dog you're a project manager boss dog do you notice when you get to the job site, do people behave a little bit differently? Do the workers start to work a little bit harder? Do the guys start to act like they're doing emails faster? The plans I, get pulled I out? I do. And it's funny because I've noticed it when I've done it. Two, so I've done it two different ways. When I first became a project manager, um, I had like a baby face. And I was, I think I was like 27, 28, somewhere in there. So I would just show up with like jeans and a polo shirt. And nothing would change. But the problem was when, when people, people would be like, uh, hey, I'm looking for the project manager. I'm like, that's me. They're like, oh, you? Are you, are you sure? Well, you don't have any, even have gray hair or anything. So what I started doing is I only wear long sleeve button ups and I wear my dress pants. And then I would put my boots on and I grew just a little bit of facial hair out there that made me look older. When I show up like that. Plans start rolling out. The breaks resume back to work. I do notice that more often. It's the same concept, right? I mean, when the manager shows up, everybody starts working harder. When everybody's working from home, there's nobody. Yeah. You know, funny story. My uh, uh, sister-in-law. Yeah. Sister-in-law. She, she was working for a, uh, she was, she was, she had a job where there was software on your computer uh, she, the company they just worked for was a very micromanager situation. So they put software on your computer that it would take random interval screenshots every 15 minutes. So every 10 minutes, it'd just be like, boom. So if, so if you're, I don't know, typing up an important letter, you're fantastic. But if you uh, minimized your screen to grab something off your desktop and it's like, why are you staring at a blank desktop? And then they would like, she would come and review it with you at the end of the day. <laughs> Needless to say, she was like, mm, I need to work somewhere else. That's so much, which I kind of agree. I've, that's actually the first time I've heard of that. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I think sometimes people forget that they're paying you for your time. You're getting paid to do a job and so if you're not happy with the pay or whatever that's fine but you know why wouldn't they expect you to get stuff done you know people act like oh i can't believe they expect me to work you know i'm working from home like oh why are they yeah whatever yeah. A little rant thank you ryan for getting me pissed off ryan x 
Excellent. I, I also uh, like that pet peeve. That's uh, I, I was reminded <laughs> on that pet peeve number two when the TikTok came up. Why? What happened? <laughs> we must be on the same algorithm because I saw that while I was pooping as well. Wow. We pro- you think we're pooping and watching the same TikTok wow. at the same time? I think so. <laughs> oh my God. You guys synced so. up? That's so cute. We have a similar. Do you also get lots of women with big, bouncy boobs? I do. That's just, that's just me? Okay. <laughs> Angel, are you going to share a pet peeve? You guys are so cute. All right. Very good, guys. Yes, sir. It, it, oh, it, my pet it, peeve? Yeah, it's actually my, my pet peeve is when the host doesn't share his pet peeve. Yeah. yeah. Where's, your, where's your trademark tagline and pet peeve? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't think of one. What pisses you off? What will get your blood boiling immediately? Oh, dude. Dude. Okay, first and foremost, my, my catchphrase is I'm nationally ranked. And that's true. I'm nationally ranked, yeah. of course. And everyone knows that. And everyone says that. So I thought it was supposed to be a cowboy catchphrase. That is a cowboy catchphrase. Prove that it's not. Gotcha. Texas is a nation. True. Oh, it's a country. Oh, it's a state. Fuck. All right. <laughs> it is it is the only state that was its own country at one time. What? Yeah. Texas Texas was a was its own independent country before it joined the union. So it was its I'm confused. So the state of Texas. Yeah. People moved out there and they created the nation of Texas. And then as the states kept moving westward. They said, hey, Texas, would you like to join the union? And the Texas Constitution said, I am tentatively joining the union, but I reserve the right to secede from the union whenever I would feel oh, like it. hell yeah. That's that's a baller move right there. So that's why they keep trying to do that every... Yeah, they keep saying, you know what? We're out of here. Yep. That's funny. Look at you. They, they, put, they, they put it in the prenup, man. <laughs> Sounds like we found... Chris's next topic. Oh, right, dude. Oh, Is that baby. where? No, I don't even want to sound the stupid. The Battle yeah. of the Alamo. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember the Alamo. That was a good one. That's, that has nothing to do with it. Great. All right. Um, my pet peeve is when people talk out of their ass. That's you. So you. That's you. What are you talking about? What are you? No, 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 no. no, no. You ever hear I'm this? I'm so angry with myself. I'm... It's an internal struggle. No, when they talk out of their ass and they really don't know what they're talking about. That's you. Like a, uh, no, I, but, how dare you? How I dare you? you. I caught you. I caught you. Twice. I did not lie. I did not yes, lie. Yes, you did. Yes, you How did. did I lie? You I had the screenshot to prove it. Of, of I won. PUBG. Rah, 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 rah. Oh, I said I got a chicken dinner, You're and I sent the screenshot that said exa- my thing said chicken dinner on You're it. Dumb. You knew what you were doing. You're talking out of your ass. You're just upset because you had to go through the tutorial. That, that, that does really upset me. I yeah. Ryan Cal- kept getting booted last I, night because they said he had suspicious play yeah, activity. He was hacking. He was that good. <laughs> he was hacking. We would get all the guns. We'd be ready to kill people, and Ryan would get booted. And then Angel would shoot me in the back of the head. And I got pissed. I just can't, and no, no. start a new game. Same thing happened four times in a row. Yeah. No, that that right. it's uninstalled and reinstalled, and I finished the tutorial today, so hopefully I can play again. You know, Stephen. If anything, it makes me think that Angel probably did that where you happened to be talking out your ass at that moment four times in a row. Yeah. Maybe. This is yeah. It was taking all of my concentration just to figure out how to loot in that game. <laughs> I don't even remember if I was talking. I was like. How a gun is better. Yeah, pressing F. A lot of options in that game now. It has changed quite a bit. So yeah, that that was uh. So, but I hate that. I hate when like, um, someone tries to say something about something and uh, they really don't know. Well, don't listen to half of Chris's stories. What? 
even uh, might have maybe on some there. I know yeah. what you mean though. Yeah, that's my pet peeve. So, all right, good pet peeves and uh, good slogans. We'll put that on a T-shirt. See if they sell, and uh, if they don't, uh, we'll we'll have a discussion. All right. Well, anyway, um, let's share. Uh, y- y'all got your topics ready? Sure. Are we on episode seven? Is there another episode sheet? nine? What is there a new sheet? What, episode nine. Nine. How did we make nine episodes? Mm. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he put a sheet in the box. I didn't chris that's why i made my own doc how are we not canceled yet you want me to say a few things that might uh, seal the deal yeah let's let's do it you're not down you want to play chicken over this hi my name is chris defer bleep, bleep, bleep. don't come at me <laughs> oh i thought you were actually gonna say something i'm not gonna pretend yeah there's the wheel of bullshit all right that's here's the wheel here's the perfect randomizer we're gonna pick our first topic ladies and gentlemen in here we go guaranteed it's one of us here we go here we go. Who can it be? Who's it going to be? Oh, it's oh, not Steven. Surprise. Congratulations, Steven. All the time. I win all the time. You're the biggest winner. All right. All Steven, right. I know you've been preparing for this all week. Yes. Just every night, staying up till 3 a.m., I get those text messages that you're so tired, and I tell you, you know what? It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. You don't it. have to try when it comes from the heart. This comes right out like a spicy poop sludge. Cross the legs and squeeze real hard but we're not here to talk about things that we smell we're here to talk about things that we see or things that we're not supposed to see there are things that we're definitely not supposed to see right like area 51 Mm. classified government documents billionaires tax returns the studio where they shot the moon landing the porno tape hidden in your parents filing cabinet Definitely not supposed to see that. <laughs> right? Def- def- Why not? Def- definitely not supposed to see that, right? What are you, chicken? <laughs> uh, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't your parents' porn tape. Oh, was it? To that. Steven, to are, that. You, are you telling us you've seen your parents? Uh... Okay, okay. I'll, I'll take you on a little story. Okay, no. let me take you on a little journey as I pull yet another intriguing excerpt from my ongoing autobiographical segment. Uh, This one's entitled, How Stephen's Innocence Was Completely Obliterated. All right? The story starts like this. It's like the summer of fourth grade. We just moved houses. Uh, We used to live on, like, the shitty side of town. And we moved over to, like, I would say not the bougiest part of town, but pretty close to it. Um, I just graduated fourth grade. Shout out to Mr. K. I'm pretty sure he's dead. But if he's not, shout out to you. He was a cool teacher. Side note, uh, did you guys ever have teachers that like helped you, uh, that had you like raise animals or like take care of animals? No. Like taking the, the, like, taking the gopher home or the, the, the hamster like or whatever? That. But he yeah. took that to the next level. He had a boa constrictor. He had an iguana, which bit me, a little fucker, made me bleed. <laughs> he had a guinea pig, uh, a chicken. Some other bullshit, but anyways, cool guy. He used to hand out baseball cards as like prizes for getting answers correct. He's like my teacher. Anyways, back to the story, back to the porno. I'm at home, fourth grade, punk ass little kid, being a little punk ass, like always, you know, fighting with my sister, you know, causing trouble, whatever. I don't know what I did that like specific day, but my mom got pissed off. Uh, She took something away from me and I can't really remember what it was. I want to say it was like a like an action figure or a video game. I can't remember, but she took it because I was playing with it. And she said, fuck you. I'm taking this away from you. 
and she went into the office and hit it. I uh, kind of pissed, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let my mom pull this kind of like stunt on me. I'm not going to let her be uh, pulling one over on me. I'm going to go wait till she leaves and I'm going to go in that office and I'm going to find it. And I think it was later that day she went to Costco. And at that point in my life, I was given the option of, do you want to stay home or do you want to go with me? I don't know. What age was that for you guys? It's about the same. Fourth, fifth grade. About fourth, fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. That was luxury. And as soon as they leave the house, I go to channel 99 and wait for the boobs to align. Exactly. See? <laughs> we're, we are on the same page here. <laughs> But like, I didn't know this yet. Uh, so she leaves. She's like, do you want to go? And I'm like, no, I'm going to stay here. Like, I'm thinking I'm going to go find my fucking video game. So she left. I like run into the office. I heard her cl- opening and closing the filing cabinet, like the big metal kind. So I could hear her do that. So I said, oh, it's going to be in there. So I went to open it, but it was locked. But I already knew where the key was. I knew it was under the keyboard. I've seen my mom get it before. So I grabbed the key. I grabbed the key. I go over to the filing cabinet, unlock it, pull out the big motherfucker. And it's just files and shit in there. And so like I'm digging through the files and get all the way to the back. And I see my video game. I'm like, cool. But like behind the video game was like a big VHS tape, uh, like a home, uh, like, like the home video kind, the oh big no. fuckers. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> in a in a white sleeve like you know it's like just a blank tape in a white sleeve and dude i'm innocent i don't know like what was what go ahead was there a title was there a title Nothing. on the tape completely blank Steven's no birthday. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a lot of home videos back in the day so this looked normal to me but i'm like why is there a home video in the back of the filing cabinet and so I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so the next time I had opportunity, I went back and grabbed the tape and I popped it in the, I popped it in the TV and, uh, I pressed play oh, no. and, <laughs> uh, I'm an innocent kid. Remember that Ryan? I don't even know why I get boners. <laughs> I don't know why I get boners. I think they're bad to this day. I still think they're bad, but like at that point, I thought it was embarrassing you'd get a boner. Didn't know anything. I thought vaginas were uh, right underneath the belly button. And that was about the extent I knew about sex. So uh, I pressed play and right away, it's halfway through. It wasn't rewound or anything. It was right in the middle. And boom, luckily, it was not my parents. Oh, God. Was, God <laughs> damn it. Woo! We were going down a long road there. <laughs> it was just like a regular, like professionally made porno that you could get from the video store back in the day, like in the back section. They had my dad must have like recorded it, he made, a, made copy a copy of it. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I'm fourth grade, man. It goes right to the hardcore shit, man. It's, it goes right into like the dude plowing her. And he's just fucking going to, dude, I'm sitting there wide eyed. I can, I'm like, don't know what any of this is, dude. He fucking pulls his dick out and like comes all over her face and I'm just watching. And of course the thing I think of first is, oh my God, you have to pee on their face to get them pregnant. (laughs) So it was educational. (laughs) It's just terrible. I'm getting so many bad uh, lessons from this tape. (laughs) Dude. Okay. So. I get super scared and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to be seeing this. Like I'm super like nervous, scared, turned on, boner, everything. And I freak out, like worried that my mom's going to come home any second. So I'm like, scram, I don't know what to do. 
I rewind it back to where I think it started. And I put it back in the case, put it back in the filing cabinet, locked it, put it away and everything. And then for like a week, I was stressing out that they're going to notice that like it wasn't the same spot they left <laughs> off at. <laughs> and I'm going to get in trouble. Like I'm going to get in trouble. And uh, I never got caught. So a, a little bit went by and I was like, oh, I, I kind of want to watch the tape again. <laughs> 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 man kudos to you to having that mindset like imagine like some other kid would just watch it all the way to the end and then yeah. not rewind it which was a major pet peeve oh, in the yeah. 90s please be kind rewind yeah, yeah so that moment mm-hmm. changed my life forever I would, I would love i would love to say i never went back to watch it but i did i watched it a lot of times and a lot of times and it kind of taught me how to jerk off and that's kind of my origin story of how i learned to jerk off and uh yeah, back in those days, there was nothing coming out. It was great. I think I've <laughs> talked about it on the podcast in the past, but and, oh, yeah. And to this day, your parents know that you know what they I, like. They <laughs> uh, well, see, I don't know the full story because I never talked, and I have open relationship with my parents. I could talk to them about everything. I've never told them about this, and I don't think they've ever found out through the tape, the location of the VHS tape. And there was other ones like throughout the years that would pop up, but I, like they would change. Oh, it was in the office. Oh, now it's in like my dad's workbench or like, you know, like it would just be different places. And I would always find it. I would always find it. Cause dude, back then there's no, there's no Pornhub. Dude, that was the only thing that like you could, I could find. Like, so I would always be watching it. <laughs> the days, whatever. Um, did, did you? You're like a Sherlock Holmes of these hidden porn videos. Yeah. So, honest question: Have you used your powers to find any of your friends' porn I'm, videos? I'm not. I don't think that is even a cool thing anymore because everybody just has free porn all over the place. So, like the beauty of the VHS porn tape, that like that that's gone. Like we live in a super saturated world where seeing tits isn't even that exciting anymore. But uh, hey, Steven, I had a VHS moment. Yes. I was at a job site, and this job site was this big plot of land, and it was a bunch of houses that were abandoned. And so I was walking the site, taking pictures, trying to document, like, okay, I'm I'm paying to remove all this stuff. So if more stuff comes on then you're going to owe me a change order. So I was trying to document all that. So I'm walking, I'm walking by one of these houses and there's just all this trash from inside is littered outside. And I just take, I take a picture of this sketchy area and I send it to my, uh, few of my friends and there, there was like weird stuff around. There was like nudie mags, but there, but they would like poked holes in the pictures in the nudie mags. There was like random, there was needles, there was random beer balls and stuff. But I send the picture and someone points out, they zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. There was a bunch of VHS tapes on the ground, but there was one tape that was in that copy sleeve. And they said, whoa, hey, time out. Chris, walk over and pick up that tape that's copied. And I slide it open and it says the ring <laughs> on it. Shut up. That's real. <laughs> it does. And so I sit there, I'm holding it and they're like, Chris, you got to bring that back and we got to watch it. Don't do it. So my wife goes, I have my old VHS. It's in the garage right now. So I put this in my truck and I drive home and I leave it 
in my garage for like two weeks or something. And then we get together and we hook up the VHS and we're about to put the tape in. And I say, okay, guys, time out. This is getting like real sketchy. What if we put this on and there's like some weird shit on it? Like there could be, I don't know, they could be like slaughtering a goat or something random. Like my, my brain was just going everywhere that this thing could be. And we put it in and it was a copy of the ring. Just a shit of copy. Oh, so it was just the ring. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it was just, just so the ring. I want to know. It was yeah. still terrifying. I want to know, Ryan. Ryan, Angel, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. When's the first time that you were exposed to pornographic materials? Start with Ryan. It must have been Channel 99 for me. So like, oh, the distorted boobs. Yeah. I think that was my first too. Yeah. Like the porno tape was clear and obvious, but like you could see a titty yeah. sometimes on those other ones. Yeah. It was the greatest I do remember finding like my brother's like raunchy ass hustler stuffed into like a shoebox in the back of the closet when I was like twelve years yeah. old. <laughs> it was so detective. It was so ghetto. I, really... <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing to find, and then the tease him. Yeah. Like I know what you have back there. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking one, about. <laughs> one time, uh, walking home from school, me and uh, like four buddies found like a little like smaller magazine in the gutter all like ripped up and like all gross but we'd open it up and there's like chicks in it naked and we all fought over that little magazine like no man i want to take it home no man <laughs> it's mine i it's saw disgusting. first the thing was in the gutter like we didn't give a fuck oh. <laughs> at the time walking Christmas around was the first time i got i got another one before christmas okay cutting, cutting yeah. line. i remember going to vegas as a kid like probably like <laughs> nine years old and there's just like cards of like yeah. naked ladies with stars on their boobs everywhere i was like oh what is this this is great <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was that was it for me we we went to we went to vegas for a friend's family wedding and i found one of those in the gutter and i'm like what is this and then i was like oh, there's another one oh, there's another one there's they're, they're everywhere people are just giving these out <laughs> you gotta call star to your hotel room tonight yeah angel yeah the first what was the question porn video the first time you were exposed to pornographic materials pornographic material yeah like a playboy or jc penny baby jc oh, this year's catalog does not count oh yeah yeah let me tell you something about them unmentionables, okay? Oh, God. It's uh, quality stuff, all right? You got Tracy with the lacy. Dude, the stuff you would jerk off to as a kid, though, like, totally stupid. I would jerk off to fucking, like, the chick on the shampoo bottle. Oh, I don't yeah. care. I remember, <laughs> like, wow. Did, did there it matter, you go. dude? Did not matter. <laughs> I remember there was a 24-hour like, fitness commercial that used to come on when I was a kid, and I was like, yeah. was always <laughs> waiting for it. It was like two seconds. So I was like, that's all I need. That's, that's all that's I all need. <laughs> There ain't no DVR back then. You gotta make a count. He's ready. Every commercial break, he dude, he's fucking. I knew it was coming. Up. It was coming. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking hilarious. The point of the thing is seeing things that you're not supposed to see at an age or time when you're not supposed to see it. So I don't know if you guys have any other stuff that you were not supposed to see. Love to hear the stories. Well, not supposed to see. Yeah, like I'm not supposed to see a porno when I'm in fourth grade. No good. Crickets. Yeah, it's kind of a tough question to improm. Uh, anyways, that's the end of my segment. I just uh, I will have several autobiographical pieces of my uh, childhood that will be inserted once in a while. I have poop stories. The anthology will continue in uh, later episodes, so stay tuned. Cow turd burgers. Never too many poop stories. Yeah, but I don't want to do them all at once. You know, I gotta like, I gotta save some of those. Yeah, boy, Stevie, you gotta savor them. Yeah. Get the build up. Thank you, Stevie. Oh, actually, hey, I remember. I remember. 
What, what was, you weren't supposed to see? I was 14 years old. Yeah. And there was a terrible pawn shop <laughs> where I lived down the street. And uh, let's just say I went to that pawn shop and they sold a certain type of video. It's not meant for children. Well, as you can probably assume from my appearance, I looked older than I did. You know, I'm, uh, I was uh, 14. I looked like I was 20. So in I walked and I said, hello, sir. I said something about the weather, picked one up and, uh, and I bought it. I went home and popped it in and uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> was it just black men or was there like no, no, a no. white and black guy? I don't discriminate. But um, yeah, I, I, it was just normal, whatever that is. Normal, just, just missionary, just missionary. It was, it was big thugs and dick tugs, the homoerotic. <laughs> what did you watch? Mandingo and <laughs> Mandingo's a beast. You all ever seen a Vlad the Impaler? No. What you haven't I seen? Know, I don't fucking... know my male talent by name. Are you it's serious? Just... No, dude. This one you need. One you... What's his name? Hey, Chris, you were like nodding. You know Vlad? Yeah, Vlad the Impaler was. Uh, he was the guy that fought off when the. Uh, uh, the Turks were working their way up into uh, England, star. but he also turned out, sure. but he also turned out to be uh, he turned out to be I'm pretty sure he, he fought his way into some Turk. But um, <laughs> let me see. Oh, oh, we're not talking about the real Vlad the Impaler. We're talking about the porn star. Uh, yes, you've never seen this guy. Okay, all I know is the dude that like dresses up like a doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's always a, Johnny yeah, Sims. He's always in scrubs. Johnny Sims. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any other of the male talent. Like I see like the same guy in all these different ones, and dude, they're the worst. They're always the worst. You ever played Grand Theft Auto? Like no, I've never heard of I think it. It might have been like might have been like Vice City, but when I went over to my my friend's house, they like got a copy of Grand Theft Auto, and so besides like the things you could do in Grand Theft Auto, the one thing is they do create strip clubs there, and I didn't realize that. So we'd all be like huddled up, be like. <gasps> go in the strip club, go in the, oh, it let you in the strip club. And they were like, oh, they're like legit topless in the strip club. Right. So that was a little bit of a surprise. Speaking of video games with erotic content, do you remember that game BMX XXX? Oh yeah, I remember that one. So we were at Blockbuster <laughs> back in the day and I pulled a fast one on my mama because uh, she's stupid when it comes to video games. <laughs> and we were in the rental aisle and I seen it and I knew People at school were talking about it, that they had naked girls in this BMX game, which why would they have naked girls in a bicycle game? Anyways, I tell my mom, hey, mom, this is a cool new BMX game, you know, because I was always into bike, skateboards, rollerblading, whatever. Uh, and I'm like, I want to get this one. And she's like, oh, yeah, not a problem. Just, you know, put it in the basket or whatever. And I'm just like standing there. The guy was checking us out. And dude was a homie. Dude was a homie. He didn't do shit. Dude, he's checking it out. It says like adult only on it. And he's just like, dude, he just swipes it, puts it in, doesn't even do anything. Gives me, gives me a little did he give you the, did he... Yeah, okay. You unlock these videos, right? So you play the game and you get enough achievements in the game that it unlocks like stripper videos at the end. Dude, oh, I played that five days straight and didn't play any of the biking. It was probably so pixelated and shitty. <laughs> it was good, dude. You should look up the videos. It was real girls. Well, well I'm too busy. Angel just sent us a link that says monster dicks. I'm not clicking that. <laughs> it is literally him. And I, I found a safe link, so it's just the, the gift plays in the in the website of here. Here, Ryan, I'm going to post the videos for... Uh... What the fuck is this? Oh, uh, square boobs. Awesome. The controversy says... Oh, <laughs> this is BMX XX is no. horribly no, you, pixelated titties. You got to get, the, you got uh, 
Go to s- this link right here. How do I chat? The lower right hand corner. Why don't you just share it? Steve? How do I do that? Uh, the share button at the bottom. Oh, you'll see it if I share it. Like the little, the little oh, screen share. The little. Uh, well, I'll yeah, share. Screen share. this. No, I see it. I can't. Oh, there, oh, we there go. it is. There it is. Yep. Video. Gotta hit play. That does not look like a video <laughs> game. Oh. <laughs> okay. All is right. that it? <laughs> uh. I can't, I can't, oh, it's, 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 no, it's too slow. It's like, uh, it's going, it's like plays for, it's frozen and it's five seconds, frozen, five seconds, frozen, five seconds. Vindication though. And I can't wait for certain of our listeners to call out that we're talking about something we can see and they can't. And they're like, don't you know we're on Spotify? I can't see this shit. True. Why? Why, Angel? I don't want to see this. <laughs> that looks like an artificially inflated. You know they can inject a real stuff man. into it. That's a real man. No, that's, that's a person. Obviously injected with. His fat. name is Vlad. Did you know that there's a surgery they can do where they basically put like lip filler into your dick, and that's why it looks like that. I didn't know that, but <laughs> do, do you want to describe to the viewers what we're seeing? It is. Uh... <clears throat> you know, what anyway. was a big gateway when I was a kid was wrestling. Oh, because the. The divas were very suggestive back in the day. Yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah. Watching WrestleMania and waiting for a nip slip. <laughs> and they'd have like the bra and panty match. You know, the straight goal was just to rip their clothes yeah. off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Mom, I want to watch the wrestling match. It's just a bunch of big, muscly steroid guys going at it. Oh, okay, hon. <laughs> fucking watching the lingerie bowl. <laughs> Can you imagine being gay when you're a kid and you'd just be like doing normal guy things, but the whole time just turned on? Because you're probably not out of the closet yet, so you're just like watching wrestling. You're like, oh, this is cool. (laughs) Whatever. Never. No, great, great, uh, great topic. I want to keep wanting to say story, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing topics, guys. Great topic. Back to the topic was things that you weren't supposed to see. I know I wasn't supposed to see that, and you guys weren't supposed to see that. Obviously, it was a Barney. Barney. (laughs) For the for I mean the users out there, (laughs) listeners that want to know what was going on in Angel's video, there was a dude with a ten inch dong that was artificially inflated with lip filler or some sort of fat injections. The girth was no less. The girth was no less than 13 inches around. At least. Yeah. It was a tuna can for sure. It was more like a smart water bottle, if you've seen the big ones. Yeah. And a girl was just trying her darndest (laughs) to put it all in her mouth, but I don't think she made it past the tip. It was quite a... I think her eyes were bigger than her stomach. (laughs) 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 But she had a cute little booty jiggle going on the whole time, so you know whatever. Great. Ryan came. Yeah. Did you? (laughs) <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it i wasn't talking out of my ass angel okay i've researched ways to make your dick bigger <laughs> <laughs> not surprising but but have you researched successful ways i have a few friends in need 10 4 <laughs> all right thank you steven Next, all right. But, but, but wait, 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 but 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 Stephen, can it can it make your dick bigger and increase hair growth? Mm. Is that the is no, that the friend we're talking about? It's trade off. One or the other. You either have lots of hair or you have a big dick. I don't understand mm. what makes. Well, how do they correlate? Do you know that hair loss is usually tied to like high levels of testosterone? What? 
Yeah. I didn't know that. Male pattern baldness is tied to higher levels of testosterone. Where's the science behind that? Oh my God. Go look, look up DHT, the testosterone thing that gets into your hair follicles and stricts the blood. Oh uh, yeah. So, so when you're taking pills to help grow your hair, it is decreasing your it's testosterone, which is bringing your it's drive blocking down. specific types of uh, testosterone. They should fix that. Um, that's why there's with the most popular drug, Propecia, Finasteride, it has sexual side effects and some people experience impotence and lack of sex drive and some other stuff. Wait, 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 wait. So I think what you're telling me is if I see a bald dude in his mid thirties, he probably gets down all True. the time then. Yeah. He probably is a super horny Accurate. person that likes to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sweeping generalizations. Just all, all the time. Because <laughs> sex drive is only based <laughs> off your testosterone, not about any other thing. Right. Ten for right. Right. And if they're also Angels and Patriots fans, then they fuck extra hard. Oh, extra, extra, extra. Yeah. What? Yeah. Right. Uh, let's do the spin. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you guys are referencing, but here's all the right. spin. Back to so, the wheel of shit. Uh, we're just pandering to our fan club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Sprinkling some some giant Tom breadcrumbs. Brady. He's retired. He's gonna be unretired pretty soon, dude. I some Mel told me that the gossip is he's uh getting at Kim K. Dude, every girl in the country is trying to dude, get at him. That would be a big change in direction if Kim K went for Mr. Brady. That's not her typical clientele. That was the top Google search. Tom Brady responds to Kim K dating. Wow. I doubt they would. Man. But you know, whatever. She seems to have like switched her kind of philosophy on life. Like she's like the lawyer thing now, and it's all a bunch of nonsense. I hate celebrity worship, but I do care about athletes. Well, see, I think I think the the the, the unique trend here, the common denominator, is Kim K likes good-looking, successful men, and that is the goat, Tom Brady. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Explain. Explain butthole eyes, Chris. Explain butthole eyes. Yeah. AKA, what's his name again? Pete. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Dude, that's like the neighborhood bicycle. That dude gets passed around. <laughs> like, but dude, he's getting passed around by the, like the hottest women that we know. So, like, who's the real loser here? I think it's the way he talks, honestly. <laughs> he's just a funny dude that represents no drama. Yeah. And the girls love it because their whole life, it's just a bunch of bullshit. And he makes them laugh. And they like it. And he has a big dick. Yeah. Dude, it's like going on vacation, but the dude is the vacation. Yeah. So it's like going on vacation. They date him for like four months and then it's over and it was cool. It's chill. Yeah. Yeah. We've all had a ride. At the, he was a nice guy. We had a good time. He was with Kate Beckinsale. That's like an all time dream of mine. Uh, Ariana Grande, another dream. Ari- K- Kim K. I mean, that's like royalty. I, mean, I don't know if she's really my cup of tea, but I would have to, right? Like, you kind of have to. Like Tom Tom Brady kind of has to. Oh yeah, for sure. Have to what? He has to be with her. If she says she wants you, you have to do it. It's like Medusa or Cleopatra, whatever the one that seduced him. I don't know. Cleopatra. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Medusa just like turned him to stone, huh? Yeah. Made him rock hard. Made him rock hard. (laughs) 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 Whatever. I'm just waiting for the next topic. Jesus Christ! Are you proving? Angel, if I see you play with that goddamn headset this time, I'm gonna flip this table over. Next up. Oh, oh God, I just got real dizzy. One second of VR. I'm so dizzy. I'm, I'm so dizzy. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, here we go. Spin uh, that Steven wheel. is off the board. We have Ryan and Chris. Spin the wheel, raggedy man. Spin the wheel. Angel, I know that wheel can get way more decorative. I expect, no, I expect big more. Money. Big money. Uh, and I 
It's Chris. Saddle up, Yeehaws. Fabulous. Chris, what you bring for our uh, Jigger Bosses today? The Lebanese War of 1455, right. back when Prussia was still around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, some buckaroos. Finally get the number two seed here. It's going to be exciting. But uh, it starts out. It's going to start out. It's going to start out exciting. You're going to love it. Stay tuned. Buckle up. Steven and I were out of college, living together, finding out our careers. I was kind of like in a like a low spot in life with a sudden borderline delusional confidence in my own ability to chase the thrill. Step out, do things we only talked about doing someday. Steven and I found ourselves standing there looking out off the edge into one of the lights life's greatest adventures when it dropped the song Clarity. I woke up one day and said, Steven, do you want to go to EDC? <laughs> and he's all, is that the electric daisy carnival? Yeah, you betcha. He's like, you know, I've always thought about going. You want to go? And I said, let's do it. Boom. So we decided to go year one. And if you don't, uh, for the folks out there who are not familiar with electric daisy carnival, it's basically uh, a three day music festival, but it's, it's uh, EDM, electric dance music, dubstep, Skrillex, all kinds of good stuff like that. So they hold it in Vegas and it's three nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in June in the middle of the desert. But the kicker is the timeline is from 7 p.m. until 7 a.m. Sun up. Or sundown to sun up. Yeah. And so Steven and I, we just balled up and rolled out there. We said, let's do this. So we, uh, we, we, we stay in Vegas. We're hanging out during the day at the pool. And then the lights start going down. Let's get ready. We get on the bus. We get out there. And we just, in the middle of this motor speedway, you have like nine different stages, all this different music going. And we went out there and had a killer time. It was fantastic. The one struggle that I remember we had, Stephen, was trying to stay drunk or even stay uh, buzzed, I would say. You guys are animals. Okay, first of all, I want to interject for a second because we were living together in Placentia at the time and Chris was newly single or he had been single, f- I don't know, newly-ish. And he's getting, yeah, he's it was learning how to newly date, single. He's like dating and doing all these crazy things. And uh, he just randomly asked me this one day. And he's Mr. Country Boy, never does anything like that. And he's just like, Steven, what do you think about EDC? And I go, I like that kind of music. And I, like my buddy Ricky was always going to stuff like that. And I'm like, I always wanted to go, man. But I heard they get like AIDS needles there. And they stab you with the AIDS needles. <laughs> but, like, Jesus Christ. Okay, like it's just a stupid ass uh, urban legend or whatever. But Chris is asking me, I'm like, I don't know what it was because I honestly was really nervous to go to something like that. But since Chris was like, dude, I'm breaking out of my shell to go do it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in. I'm going to break out of my shell to do it. Nice. Let's yeah. fucking go. So, yeah. What, it, what Most of what he's saying is true. And the sensory overload that you'll experience as you go down into the stadium for the first time is just 
just i've never experienced anything like that continue chris oh it was so good like i feel like i didn't even know who the only name i knew of was skrillex yeah and i don't even i'm not even sure if he was playing or he was he was in a new band called dog blood maybe at the time i don't know but i said hey we're just gonna go and have a great time and where there's like a hard dubstep section that's like getting it's like the 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 bass is going at the same rate as your heart pumping so that was pretty intense and steve and i we we, we cranked through it we had to keep running back and getting beers and it was uh it was a mess it is hard to stay drunk there most people don't drink there people do other stuff there uh me and chris are not on that level but uh do you remember Major Laser? Ooh, Major Laser. It was like I yes, love Major Laser. We that got was the it. Best when we first set. got there. It was like the first night and we went right to Major Laser and it's just like Diplo and these other guys and they just do like all this upbeat like they get the crowd involved. Do this, do that. And it was our first like pretty much our first band that we saw. They're like take off your shirts. Mm-hmm. And we like take off our shirts. And they're like, wave them in the air and like throw them up in the air. We like fucking don't have our shirts anymore and we're like jumping around acting like fools. It was like the most fun. I was like, Chris, this is the best idea ever. (laughs) (laughs) So good. We got to keep going. And then I remember looking at Steven and being, all right, well, I guess it's, I guess it's time to walk out as the sun was starting to rise. So we're walking out to this sea of buses as the sun's coming up. We get on the bus and pass out. And because it, it's like a 45 minute drive back because they can't take you down the 15 freeway. We had to go like across the military base on dirt roads or something. It was a mess. And so we get back to the hotel room and we just sleep all day trying to recover. And we had Popeye's chicken. Mm, yeah, we did. And then it was like second night. Let's go do it some more. And this time we're going to drink more. We're going to drink shots. And it was it was more of the same. But they also they had like carnival rides there, like uh, Spinatron things. There was other cool like light stuff to do and it was just really interesting seeing people get all hide out like the the little fingertip gloves Ooh, and they were like I love those fingertip glove dance for people yeah it was a great time it was a great time i thoroughly enjoyed it it was a core core moment and like steven said it was so much fun uh to just be there at the major laser his set was the best there's uh, a few fun stories about that trip that chris is uh not mentioning right now but <laughs> I am I am pitching it to you, Stephen. <laughs> Tell us how it went. So first of all, it wasn't just me and Chris. We had a third wheel. This uh, girl that will re, uh, remain nameless, uh, who went on the trip. Wait, do we know this person? <laughs> no, uh, I don't think anybody people in our might know who she is. Group? I think they know who she is. Yeah. Uh, but she came. Oh uh, yeah, they'll piece it together. She came on the trip and. Some people know her fondly as Super Bowl Girl. Right. Uh, oh, yes. Some people know her as Super yes. Bowl Girl. I have no idea. Because uh, <laughs> during a Super Bowl, Chris decided that was uh, his entertainment for the night. Sorry. All right. Good, Sorry. Time. Good time to hit it. <laughs> you can tell Angela you want to edit it out. But anyways, she uh, went on this trip with us because she was uh, experienced with like EDC and like with raises, and she was going and we were going. Yeah. She's like, hey, I'll just show you guys what to do, all this stuff. So. She piggybacked. I'll be the tour guide. Yeah. So she piggybacked into my bed as well. And I remember having sex with her many times with Chris sleeping next to us. <laughs> I hope he was sleeping. <laughs> Dude, best, best threesome. My first It's and happening, best threesome. guys. We're living. <laughs> I was like, hey, did you want, what is the term? Like, what is the term for like two guys and one girl? I don't even know. Oh. Is that what it is? Devil's threesome. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I pitched that idea to her. She was like, "No way." 
The wobbly age, come on. <laughs> Eiffel Tower, yeah. Big Ben. Uh, but she came along to that dream, so that was a fun part. You know, that was fun. It was. For me. But uh, during, okay, so during the event, uh, me and Chris were trying our best to stay drunk. And it was hard because you had to like go off to the beer vendors, get your beer, come back, whatever. And we didn't have any other way. You're sweating your beer yeah, out. Yeah, it's hot. So we got asked by this like random chick in a backpack. She's like, hey, you guys want to buy a joint? We're like, <laughs> yeah. And we like both don't really smoke. And Chris definitely doesn't smoke. Fantastic so idea. we buy this yeah. random joint <laughs> off some random person in the crowd and we fucking smoke a bunch of it. <laughs> we were, I don't know, man. We just did stupid shit. Uh, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know any other. I, I, I to, dude, to this day, I feel like she just gave us like a paper yeah. straw because I swear there was there were was like, like do you feel it yet? There. I don't know. <laughs> I know we were doing that whole shit where you like look at. Do you feel anything? No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's mine say? <laughs> I wonder dude. how stupid we looked thinking back on it. it was like probably an AIDS needle. It was probably an AIDS needle. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I wonder how stupid we looked. But we were the a- the right age, and I feel like we tried to dress. Chris would wear like the the fun clothes, dude. He would go like on the nose with it too. Like his clothes were like rave, rave, rave. Do you know Molly? Rave, rave, like super. Yeah. Like, he like mm-hmm. really got mm-hmm. it. It's like going to a country concert and dressing all in American flags. Like that's what he did for EDC. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I did for the colors. The the shirt. It, there was one night where a shirt where it was like a fist, like power, and then but they had a bunch of glow sticks in yeah. his hand. That's cool. So it was like power the glow sticks. But- and we brought a bunch of glow sticks too. Actually, I took a whole tube of glow sticks in, and that's how we were smuggling the liquor yeah. inside. What a trip, dude! I I always say to this day, I've been to a lot of Coachellas, but the EDC one and EDC two that I went to were by far my favorite experiences in terms of like music festivals that I've ever been to. The number two was more interesting because we brought. Oh, I think I went three times. The second time was with was she around, or was that the third time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, 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 the second one I had, so I have I had year two here on my notes and the big thing we did there, it was, it was you, it was you, me, Tanya. And then it was like two or three of your yeah. cousins. And like the chick I was dating at the time, Malena. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we had this idea. We said, Hey, let's do Pokemon theme. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And, and I remember Tanya was like doing this, uh, this bead bracelet that had like a, it was like a Charizard or something on it, but it was a bunch of individual beads put together that took her forever to put together and it looked fantastic. And then, so we're, so we're getting our, we're getting our setup going. So I went with like blast toys. So I had like a blue tank top on, I had a blue backwards hat and I put the eyes on there and that had like a turtle backpack. So uh, she was going as Pikachu and then I think everyone else was going as characters. So like Steven was Ash and then there was a Professor Oak, there was a Misty uh, and I don't remember what the other one was wearing, but it they were all characters. My right? cousin was Professor now Oak. The- there was Misty. Tanya was Pika boobs. It was just like Tanya with like a yellow yeah. bikini on. There you go. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was it was funny when I was telling her about it. Uh, she was like, "All right, I'm game. Let's do this." And she looked into it and she she looked at what people wear at raves. And if you haven't been, if you have not been to a rave, basically the the girls just go there in neon colored bikinis or for less. the most part, and then they'll put <laughs> different things on there. Yeah, more more or less. So so her being a good sport, she's like, "All right, I'm down." So she's putting like like 
neon colored fishnets on and she's got this bikini and she does the bikini top where she put in like cool rhinestones and stuff and then she put like a Pikachu hat thing on and she gets all dressed and she comes out and she looks at she looks at Steven who's wearing blue <laughs> jeans and the Ash Ketchum <laughs> shirt on and then she's looking at Professor Oak who is wearing pants and an overcoat and then the Misty wasn't even like it, it wasn't like a bikini top Misty it was a full ride yellow shirt Misty with normal shorts on exact cosplay yeah yeah yeah, exactly and and she looks she's like oh oh we're we're not we're not going slutty (laughs) i'm i'm she's like uh i need to go put more clothes on so she she went back and started adjusting her her costume dude it was so hot i wore a full ash ketchum costume dude i was sweating out my fucking taint dude it was so yeah but funny enough, that's like the only fun Tanya had there. Dude, she fucking hated that place, bro. Like, we all talked, we talked <laughs> yeah. up a lot of people to EDC. We're like, this is the best experience ever. It's going to be so fucking sick. It's going to be awesome. Dude, half the group was like, after night one, yeah, that's not for me. I'm not going to go back in. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we skip the next night? <laughs> uh, you guys want to stay till 7 a.m.? Are you crazy? How about let's tap out like midnight ish? Kind of see where it goes. A good time there. Yeah. Ricky's always. Remember that was the America, uh, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was the FIFA World Cup. So everybody had their flags. There was Mexican flags and Brazil flags, Germany flags. Like we had the USA stuff going on, and like everybody there was like repping their their country. It was super cool. Ah, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, that was good ones. And that was one where where Ricky was like, "Hey man, the when the main stage would come on, he would say, dude, let's get up to the front.' So he had this like." pool noodle that he called a totem and put something cool on the top so that when he would walk through the crowd we could all follow that one totem he had that's pretty smart and so we go to this we go to the corner of this speedway and this stage is freaking huge unbelievable we're talking i mean we're it's it was like the biggest stage and then they decorated i think that year it was like an a big owl or it was a bunch of mushrooms something but we're talking about this things this things like i don't Four know stories like 200 feet high yeah it was and it was moving and its eyes were moving and then it went long and wide too and then at the front you see this itty bitty little table where the dj's at so but it was all visuals yeah it's it's mind-blowing but how does that compare it's just not yeah. even comparable to like a stagecoach and stuff because it's so different so different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i was i was uh that was the kind of the, the other thing i had on here was the stagecoach and the coachella and the vast different i mean it's still a music festival but it kind of goes about it differently like the the first thing like edc there was no rush for tickets because well i guess all you do is you have a ticket to walk in that's that's it but uh, I've been to both Stagecoach and Coachella. Stagecoach normally doesn't sell out on their tickets. It's not too bad, but Coachella, you you you, you get on you. Okay, tickets are going to go on sale at ten o'clock. You have this big group chat, and everyone's like, "Okay, go go go! Click the button, click the button, try and get the tickets." And then you may or may not get in. And I think the year I went, I think did we go to did we go year one? To what? With Ricky, I'm not to Coachella. I can't remember if I went one or two with you guys, but. Anyways, that one was more was more difficult, but it was. I, I remember when we were setting up for the Coachella. For Coachella, you do car camping, so they give you your you you bring your car up to this grass, and there's uh, basically you park your car, and the second half of the parking spot is where you live. So you put an easy up up, and you pitch your tent or whatever. Well, the first night we're getting all of our stuff set up, and the guy next to us he pitched his tent on the right side, but then his string from his tent went onto our side, and he had it nailed in. I was like, oh bro, yeah, you got to move that. It's it's on my side. He's like. 
oh, but I already nailed the whole thing. I said, like, oh, no, don't worry, man. Here, I got a hammer right here. I'll help you. I'll pull it out for you right now. That guy was so mad, and I just yanked it out and said, here, we'll pop it right over here. It'll be fine. Yeah. So. Was usually pretty chill good. at Coachella, but you get some weird neighbors sometimes. <clears throat> There's always the dudes that, like, take way too much drugs or, like, the acid, and they're just, like, laying on the grass for, like, the whole day, and you're like, dude, is that mm-hmm. alive? <laughs> so once you check yeah. on him ryan have you ever been to a music festival i went to like not fest i believe and i did not like it like slipknot yeah i think that's what it was no oh, that sounds right it sounds like not Sperry farm fest angel uh, me yeah no i uh when i was uh in my college years no the first uh first festival i ever went to was uh, stagecoach the wifey and i love country and uh we went during uh, i think it was last year year before last year you didn't go with chris oh uh, we didn't like it we didn't like it no we didn't go with chris we went separate but um yeah it was what did you not like about I think it? it it was awful because i know oh what i God. didn't like about stagecoach and i know what i like you... be interesting well i think i think angel stayed in a hotel or a house i think uh stayed with um wifey's family who lives like down the road yeah so we didn't okay. like and the tickets were were free so we just got in what um, did you not like about the festival it was hot it was a long yeah. walk there were a lot of people we didn't there was we were too far from the stage like you have to like wait to get to the stage and then wifey got a, a food poisoning uh eating there the second night uh, you know it, it, it might have been just something else but um that's the only thing she ate all day was there um and then the next day we couldn't watch uh, luke combs so that was that was sad but that is ugh, not never again that makes that's a good lot of good points because with stagecoach and the difference between stagecoach and coachella is when i go to stagecoach with when I went with Chris and Tanya, it's like I was pretty excited to see some country. I was just getting into country and Mel showed me a lot of stuff. And I think Luke Bryan was playing. But you're like just watching them on TV because the way that they're, they're set up, it's less artists, like less stages. And like the big guy comes on at night and everybody's watching him. So the depth of crowd is so far. It's, huge. it's so deep that unless you're like there yeah, early it's on. everyone in the whole venue. you're there early on, you're not going to get close to see like the the big names um so whereas coachella is like all day long there's five artists playing at all times on like five or six or seven now different stages other than like the biggest people there there's you can always get to the front of something and if you time out your desirable acts right you could get to the front of some really cool acts that you would never be able to get in close up to uh normally um so stagecoach was less about the music more about the party which is fun that was my favorite part it's just so much party everybody's just seems to be one big happy family and more beer drinking than drug taking, which is more my crowd. Uh, yeah. 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 So, Angel, I could totally feel the pain of walking over there. So Ricky came with me one year and we ran out of beer like idiots. So we said, hey, let's just walk to the closest grocery store. It says it's two miles down the road. Let's just walk there in our cowboy boots, get the beer and come back. Terrible <laughs> idea. I got like the worst blisters and bleeding on my feet for doing that. Dude, two miles is far when you're walking with heavy. The yeah. way there was probably like, oh, this is this is chill. Why didn't we think of this sooner? The way back, you're like, fuck everything. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we ended up 
on the way back, we we said f this, let's get an Uber. So we got an Uber, but there wasn't there wasn't an Uber setup drop off yet. So we told the guy like, hey, just drop us off right here by the fence. But when he went to pull over, the security guard said, hey, you can't be here. And he stopped. He's like, wait, Aww. you're an Uber. You know you're not supposed to be here. And he was about to take the guy's like Uber license away. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist, Chris. There's no such thing as an Uber license. Yeah. He's talking out of his ass. Angel. Yeah, He's yeah, talking wait. out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I do have. I did put together for our Buckaroos viewing pleasure a list of short stories from Coachella and Stagecoach. Very short stories, actually. So, so the first thing was jousting. So, uh, does anyone know what jousting is? It's medieval times. No, it's when never you heard take that. two penises and you run towards each other. No, lances. It is. <laughs> that is. So, so jousting is from the Middle Ages, where you get the two guys on the horses with a big stick and they run into each yeah. other. Oh my okay. God! Yes, so, you know what the fuck jousting is. <laughs> so, so at Stagecoach, we had this fantastic idea. We said, "Hey, we're going to take all these beer cans and we're going to tape them together in a giant joust." And then we had the two guys get on bicycles and we took the. Coors Light and Bud Light 30 packs and opened one That's end and put it on their heads like helmets. And then they they pre- they got this big old crowd going and then they race down the street. And instead of kind of like jousting each other off, the bicycles just crashed into each other <laughs> and they both go over the handlebars and hit each other and kind of pile up right there. It was glorious. glorious. Sounds like a lot of fun to watch. So... <laughs> Another one I did, Tanya had this fantastic idea of we should bring a shit ton of jello shots. So she made all these jello shots. We put them in these little plastic containers ready to go. Well, by like the end of the second day, we were like, we still have so many. We should do some with them. So I didn't want to like waste them or anything. So I just put them in a bag. And as we're walking, it's like the evening, we're walking towards the venue to go inside. Just as we'd come across people, I'd say, oh, hey, do you guys want some jello shots? I got some jello shots in my white bag right here. And I noticed like the first few people were like, nah, I'm good. And then the second one was, oh, yeah, but are you going to take some with us? And I was like, man, heck, yeah, let's do it. And then I go to the next person and they said, oh, are you going to take some with us? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And I go to the next one. I'm like, I wonder why is everyone asking me that? Like, any any ideas here? Fucking poisoning people. You're fucking date raping them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's uh, that's a good idea. The, like, the we, mistake is you have Tanya pass them out. They trust the woman. Yes, that is true. That is true. We did switch on that, so... Yeah. Um, another one. So there's things you just see at stagecoach and I was walking down and these guys had like a corner section and they're getting set up. So they were assembling like a cage, like a, like a cage that's like six, seven feet tall. And it fits, it looks like it would fit like one person in it. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? He's like, what? they're like, you like that? I'm like, yeah. And, and so he, he, he's holding a leopard print heels and he hangs them at the top of the cage. And he's like, you know what this is? I said, what? He's like, it's a cougar cage. <laughs> Shut up. God damn it. And I'm like, what? I was like, that is such a stupid idea. Would you guys agree? That's a stupid idea. Like no one's going to come to your campsite for that, right? It works. Definitely. Beyond stupid. It's too hot. It's too goddamn hot to be setting up a cage and then putting heels on the goddamn roof or whatever the ceiling for a pun. Did it work? It really worked. Oh God. It worked. So 
later that day, I looked down the aisle and there was a line of 25 ladies. Shut up, dude. Waiting for their turn to get in the cougar cage and take their picture. But it didn't just stop there. When when you're in the cage, they pulled out a branding iron and they would dip it in paint and stick it on your leg. Wow. And that's how you would take your picture. And the ladies loved it. They loved it. It was just all day action. Wow. So people are a lot of fun as they do. The next one, I think, yeah, it was so good. We, uh, this one was, I think this one happened at Coachella. We had just gone through all the security measures. We were by the Ferris wheel and we were like looking back. And all I hear is the security guard go, we got a runner. And so this guy, I guess this is somewhat common, but people will just run through the whole security and then disappear into the crowd is the idea. So I, so I hear this, I turn around and I see this, this young guy just booking it through and he's, he's passed all the security guards. I was like, Oh, it's not too bad. He, the guy made it. But then apparently they stationed a bunch of hidden security guards further back. And this giant linebacker guy just came back with a big grin and just <laughs> connected and laid this guy out. I was I like, like that he was smiling. Just like, he's dead right there. They hit him too hard. <laughs> trick is you yeah. have to go in with a few people and run because one of them will get caught yeah yeah it was it was like four or five guys just converging on him like sharks of minnows it was it was toast so this is another stagecoach one this was actually our neighbors so our neighbors were like i think they were 50 year old they were in their 50s it was like it was maybe like three couples of of guys and girls whatever so i hear them they're they're like giggling and playing this game for like three hours and they call over like hey do you guys want to play a game with us and we're like oh what's it called and he's like left right tit I'm like what well how does it work and he's like all right so you got this dice right here when you roll it there's only three options one of them says left and you move the dice to the left and the next person rolls and then when it says right they move the dice to the right and when it says tit you flash everybody and then roll again <laughs> and these people got absolutely wasted for three hours wow. playing this game with a dice yeah. have you guys heard of the new kraken 2.0 beer shotgun yes, device yes, nope, you guys have because we actually did a dnd night so do you remember uh how ryan could you describe what like what it looked like what its shape was for me it was a piece of plastic with two pointy ends and you <laughs> shoved it in a can and drink out of it yikes all right fantastic <laughs> so we had we had those at stagecoach we like shotgunned with our neighbors and then i dropped them next to the ice chest and i was like oh I'll, like watch those later so we had a mini uh a mini like kids pool that we were soaking our feet in and i think someone was like uh, uh hey can you go inside and get uh, get the chips or something i was like no problem so i'm walking and i oh, step no. on oh, no. one of these things Dude, it hurt so bad, so bad. And then the best part was the two people who went to Stagecoach with us, they're listening to our pod, the podcast where I talked about Legos, and I stepped on the Lego in the middle of the night, and they're like, Chris, what hurt worse, the Lego in the middle of the night or the Kraken? <laughs> and I said... 10 times worse it was the kraken the cra like just tapping my finger on the end of that device is super pointy it hurts my finger and when i stepped on it i was like oh uh, it went in my foot oh i was bleeding God. i must have been it was so bad tennis shot? yeah it was good it was good um let's see here oh there's another one dart can nuts game so we're just walking through stagecoach and we see 10 people sitting on the ground with their like 
Uh, it's like sitting on the ground, sitting on your butt with your legs spread, and then the person next to you, butt, legs spread, so but all your toes are touching, so you kind of do like a big ring, and you put two beer cans in front of you. They have a metal dart from like bacon. They have a metal dart from a like a pub or something and what they do is they throw it up in the air and it needs to come down and land and hit the beer can and if it hits the beer can you got to shotgun the beer can and then it, when all your beer cans are gone you lose but my question is who gets tetanus when it lands in your leg right and as we're playing it's landing like right next to these people's legs or their nuts or whatever and they were no fear would you guys play no yes no <laughs> <laughs> So if you're at Stagecoach, you got to bring beer, right? What beer do you bring and how much is a proper amount? Coors Light. Coors Light. Is that the beer of the people? Beer of the South? If I'm going to Stagecoach, I'm bringing Coors Light. And I'm bringing, if there's no limit, I'm bringing two thirty racks. Because if I drink 60 beers in three days. <laughs> this last Stagecoach we took, there was four of us. We took four thirty racks and we came home with 11 beers. Nice. Yeah, because things like they don't always go. You could take it on the road. They make you throw it away before you get inside the venue. You share with friends. Hey, have a beer. You know, you need the extra. Right, 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 right. If everybody brought a 30 rack, everybody would be fine. But not everybody brings 30 racks. Then everybody wants to play games at your site. You That's right. It. That's right. I saw that long yeah. uh, flip cup that you guys played. The never ending flip cup. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was uh, for the viewers out there who don't know, you walk out in the aisle with your table and you had and you set up a flip cup table and or a flip cup game on each side. What if you go and you you drink your little bit of beer and you flip your cup and then it's the next person. So it's like a relay. But as you're doing that, other people come out with their tables. So you line up like 10 tables in a row and you have this giant, consistent flip cup game that keeps going. But then the people at the table are like, hey, how far are we going? I said, oh, we're going to go to the end of the aisle. And they look 100 yards away, and they're like, I don't think I'm going to make it. So I said, oh, let's just turn around. We'll do a little U-turn right here, and it'll be fine. And needless to say, we all survived, but some of us almost died on that uh, flip cup tournament. Uh, there's pools there. So, Angel, this you might have liked this too. You're like, hey, it's hot. Imagine having a pool. Not only any pool, but I'm going to say imagine having this pool right here. This one. So, for the viewers out there, this is an above-ground pool that is 25 feet wide. And you stand full height, and the top is right about chest length. So, what is that, like four feet maybe? It holds 7,000 gallons and can fit some 20-odd people in it. How much do you think it costs to fill that pool at Stagecoach? $7,000. Free. Dollar a gallon. Dollar a gallon? It's free. 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 Okay, free. We got that. Everybody pees. <laughs> it will fill up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. We we asked the water guy. Uh, I'm guessing $2,500. It was $5,500. Wow. Ooh. So I'm envisioning this group. It was three trailers together. They brought $5,500 in cash with them to get their pool filled for three days. That's what I'm talking about. I don't think I could bring myself to that. Maybe. <laughs> Not worth. I mean, if I had stupid fuck you money, I would do it. But. Yeah. Ooh, okay. We're getting down to the end of my list here, and these are some of my more favorites. Uh, at Coachella, we, we we were doing like a 90s theme, so we all decided to dress up with a Power Rangers t-shirt. And as we were walking down, everyone's like, 
it's the Power Rangers. And then we would go, it's Morphin Time. And we felt like celebrities is fantastic. You got this one. Okay. All right. So I like this next one. Uh, <laughs> so at Coachella, the, at the time, there wasn't trailers. So you're camping your car. So where do you go to the bathroom? They have all these porta potties fit, filled up or, or uh, throughout the car camping zone. But just keep in mind that every person at Coachella has to use these. Uh, outhouses like when you when you're at stagecoach everyone mostly uses their own rvs so the public toilets don't get used a lot but these ones did so we go down there and as we're going through you see that the toilet paper is like overflowing up out of the uh out of the toilet so you like open the first one you're like nope 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 so you get all the way down the line and they were all super full like that the friend i was there with in order to protect his ident identity, let's call him Perry. <laughs> so Perry says, all right, let's make it happen. So he goes in there. He does his business. He comes out. All the girls were complaining. They're like, I'm not going here because all the stuff's coming out like that. He's like, well, what's the big deal? You just just use your foot and stomp it down a little bit first. What? And then go for it. <laughs> Oh, Just shit. Stomp it down. So I look down at his foot and he is wearing sandals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perry. <laughs> Good choice, man. Shout out to Perry. Uh, that's, a, that's a real shoot your foot. Any of you guys, uh, any of you guys suffer from hiccups? Negative. So Rarely. that's the the gay disease. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I have I get <laughs> mad hiccups all the time. And at Stagecoach, I got hiccups the first night, and I had consistent hiccups for the next three days, like into the evening, and I would wake up with them. Like consistent on the yeah, like uh, it probably stopped sometime during the night, but as I was laying down, I was hiccuping, waiting for it to go away. It was just long and steady. It was terrible. Yikes! So on the third day, when I when I woke up, my diaphragm felt like someone just used it as a punching bag in the middle of the night. And I was like, it's not like I got hit in the stomach. It's like the inside of my stomach got hit. And I realized it was super sore from having hiccups for like three days straight. Wow. Yeah. All right. Last one's on here. Pineapple, pineapple tank top. Do, does the pineapple symbol mean anything to you guys? Swingers. Yes, it does. If it's upside down. Why does it mean swingers? Good question. I don't know. Upside down. So it's not just a pineapple. It's an upside down pineapple. Yep. Okay. Good to know. So I, so I hear about this, like the, like a, the day before I go to stagecoach, they tell me, say, Oh, if you have a pineapple, just make sure not to have it like upside down. So, and I had a pineapple tank top. So I race home to make sure the pineapple tank top is facing the right way. And the pineapples are all facing upward correctly. I'm like, all right, cool. And it's a really cool tank top, super comfy. I love it. So I wear it at stagecoach and they have these like public showers where it's just like gym i guess there's like a bunch of shower stalls just you know everyone line up go to the ground whatever so i go in there and i go in the men's one and i take my tank top off and most people were throwing a towel over their like sliding sliding thing to ensure that they were to show that they were using that but i was like well but i'll need to i'll need to reach my towel when i need to use it you know what i don't need my tank top right now i'll throw my tank top over so i take my tank top and i lay it over the top of the shower and i turn the shower on and then i suddenly look up and realize that my correct way tank top pineapple tank top is now upside down 
pineapple tank top in the men's locker room shower with everyone else showering as well. Nice. Ready nice. to party, baby. <laughs> and I see that and I go, cue music. I go, you know what? This could get real bad real quick. So I said, so I, I, I even like say out loud, I'm like, ooh, actually, let me grab that. And I grab it and I pull it down. And the guy next to me in the next stall says, Good choice. I saw that. Oh, no. I was like, oh, oh, awkward, awkward. So then this last stagecoach, as we're going in, there was like Miss Dr. Sasquatch was handing out free soap to people like here, use our soap and you can, you know, get a little free sample, whatever. So I go in there. So uh, I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. I'll take the soap. So I'm using the soap and I drop it. And as I drop it, I take a step to try and grab it. And as I do that, my foot kicks it. It hits the ground. I kick the soap. It slides under and hits the other guy in the foot. And I pause and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so awkward to ask for that back. And I can see his foot and I can see it hit the back of his foot. And he like stops, like he turns around and he kicks it over and he goes, nah, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You were sending signals, Chris. <laughs> and he knew what it was. So, so, so you know what I did? I waited until he left. I took an extra long shower waiting for him to leave. So I did not have to make eye contact with him as we left. You didn't just say, fuck, I dropped myself. Yeah, yeah. Or was exactly. it just the rejection? I would have been like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah, super Super duper awkward. Uh, yeah. Surprised you didn't get beat up. It's stagecoach and all. They're very humble. Uh, th- that is also true. But I also at stagecoach, I saw someone flying an upside down pineapple flag. So hey, that's where the real party. Follow at. the leader. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was there. Got to head over there at night. It was there. So yeah. So I've the first stagecoach I went to was like 2014, and we were super cheap back then. It was. Uh, no AC. We went cheap. The people we went with were rowdy partiers. They were passing out at other people's campsites, passing out here. It was super wild. They said like, Hey, we can't wait to party with you guys next year. So then COVID canceled stagecoach for like 2020 to 2022. And the last two stagecoaches have been less wild, a little bit less friendly. And I've seen, I haven't seen as many young people. It seems more like older people and i'm seeing that it's changing so i wanted to pitch to you guys why do you think this all this fun stagecoach i've been talking about that i've been going to for the last eight years suddenly in the last two years it's becoming like an older crowd not as many young people going any ideas because all those right ring stagecoaches moved out of california oh could be that's a good one that could be it yeah. i actually think that stagecoach and coachella are struggling uh, coachella didn't sell out this year uh, first time ever. Uh, so I think they're starting to price themselves out of uh, people's desire. And Stagecoach especially, I think country, I don't know this for sure. I might be talking out of my ass here. Get him, get him, Angel. But my hypothesis, my hypothesis is that Stagecoach is a really expensive event to go to. And it ain't fucking fun out there for young people right now. It, everything's expensive as fuck. And I'm guessing Stagecoach Adventures isn't going to be on the top of your list. I mean, the average cost of Stagecoach for a person, minimum thousand. Minimum thousand if you're crashing on someone's site, they're not charging you. Mm-hmm. It's 500 for your ticket, 500 spending there. But that's minimum. The way you guys like to do it and the way some of these other people are doing it with like the pools and all that stuff, you could usually reach 5,000. You could usually 10K. I don't know. Like You can get up there. Yep. That's not you you got to buy the RV campsite which is hard by itself. Then I had to go rent an RV 
for the weekend. And then I had to drag the RV out there and then also include my ticket to get out there. So I agree with Steven on that aspect. Any comments on that, Ryan? Cool. Sounds about right. Yeah. I don't want to pay that so, much money. So what I'm, what I'm thinking to kind of piggyback on that is it was cheaper back then. We were all younger back then. We were going. The people I see going to Stagecoach now are the same people who have been going for the last seven or eight years, like myself. So me, I've been there. I've been there so many times. I know what to expect. I know. I I know how much it's cost go, go, going in. Uh, I know. I know what my money's going to. But I'm thinking, if I were to take a brand new person, like if I would just say, "Hey, Ryan, you should come to Stagecoach with us." I think he's gonna see the he's gonna see the sticker shock price tag right out the gate, and he's not going to have the background of what that money gets him, what kind of fun that gets him. So I think the young people are not going and the people who are still there who were in their mid twenties are now the same people, but they're in their mid thirties. And yeah, you like myself, I feel like I can't go nearly as hard as I used to. So I think, I think it's drying out. That's where it's going. Really interested to see what Coachella does next year without selling out weekend two. Do they try to, what are they going to do? Bolster the roster a little more, lower the prices, maybe go back to one weekend. But like weekend two is so much better than weekend one. Like if I choose to go, I'm going weekend two because they have so many glitches in their audio, so many glitches in their lineup and like logistics that by weekend two, it's sorted out by weekend two. Hey, we need another artist to come in to like fill this slot or fill that slot. Like this year, what happened? So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I like to follow that because I still really would like to think that I would go back to Coachella and Stagecoach again, that I wouldn't be too old to go back to it. This is really good music. A lot yeah. of good experiences there. I like it. So never too old, Steven. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. I just want to stay home and play video games. God damn it. So, so, so Angel, so, so that's, so however you want to edit this part, but uh, that was the end of my spiel. I have my outro section. I don't know if you want me to, I could run through that right now. You could put it wherever you want in the podcast. I don't know if you want me to do it at a different time of the podcast. I figure I would just talk about that and go from there. I feel like it's a good message and it's going to cover the original reason why you went to the EDC. You know, it's to experience life. Yeah. All, uh, all, all this cow folk guys, I'm going to dive into a quick dialogue. I think it should be pretty quick and we'll Cue just, music. We'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's what she said. All right. To all the buckaroos and cow pokes out there, you've walked past it for years. A subtle smirk sneaks up on that, just at the side of it. There it is. Sweet joy, fun, excitement, thrill. Man, all kinds of people are over there, young and old, shy, wild, just getting to it. The nostalgia of the childhood campsites, the parks, the beaches, the outdoors, the pre-cell phones, pre-internet, heck, the pre-worries for that matter. Just you, your journey, and the ones you enjoy being with. The just go there, just do that, just because you can. It was the freedom in the choice the choice to just do it was yours but glancing back to the road before you it's hard rigid well worn with travel they say it's time to stick to the road stick to your lane you glance up at the signs along the way safe consistent keep the repetition to pay for your place in this life the more you read the giving tree the more you see yourself towards the end of that book 
Where, oh, where did that time go? But I, I doubt the coincidence in you. Here, listening to the Cowboys today, no mere trivial chance that you, too, were just thinking about it. Yes, that one, that idea right there, that idea of yours, that fleeting thought that arrived so subtly. But you saw it. You've always wanted to. You dreamed you would. Hell, you promised that young kid that you would get up and do it. Yet here you are. Here is your chance to climb the ladder, step up to the platform, find yourself standing there, looking over the edge into one of life's greatest adventures. Summon that call to action, seize this moment, and step off into your great next adventure. Good luck. Let me tell you, Chris, if you are seriously considering turning that pineapple upside down, I think you don't need to get all biblical about it. I think you should just fucking find a group and do it. Damn straight. <laughs> I'm taking my shirt off right now. Visit the pineapple tree. All right. <laughs> no. Left, right, or tit? Left, right, or tit? Why? Why? Uh, Chris is naked. Oh, God. All right. Shirt's off, baby. He went uh, Burt Kreischer on us. All, All right. right. I'll take my robe off. <laughs> I'm going to edit you into a David Goggins, Joe Rogan inspirational clip. You know that? <gasps> With some music and everything. Well, here goes Steven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? All right. Thanks for the show, guys. No, that was great. Yeah, Chris, yeah, can we just have Alex come on this podcast? It's just showing his wiener again. Alex. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. And, and we still have Ryan's topic. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. I just want to say, Chris, uh, good message. Good message. A lot of people, you know, they they think they're staying safe and that's the right choice, but they don't experience life. And it seems like you realize that early in life. So that's great. It's good quotes, Chris, or whatever, if you weren't quoting. Very nice dialogue. But one of my favorite things that I've ever heard was uh, men don't start living until they realize that they're going to die kind of thing. It was more poetic the way that it was said, but. Yes, once you uh, recognize and accept your own mortality, that's when you start living your life, and that typically happens for people around our age. And the time, yeah. the time is now. I think that was kind of what you're going on. That, that's it. Like how it will just pass you by, and don't be scared to uh, make that leap of faith and do something. And that's why I think you're subtly hinting to us with all this pineapple talk that you and Tanya are ready to make the next step. And I'd be honored, but I don't think I'm allowed. So let's do it. I got a hot tub and everything. <laughs> Good on you guys. <laughs> Always good uh, to have new people in the uh, lifestyle. So let's Sweet. go ahead and share screen. We're going to do the last person. Let's see. Oh, yes. Yeah. Spin your fucking right. wheel. Yeah, so fucking I wheel. wonder who it'll be. We have Steven and Chris. I think I have a 0.0001%. The... Repeating, of course, chance of it being wheel. me. It's spinning. It lands on the line. It's big money, big is money. It over? It's oh, over. No. It lands on the line. <laughs> yeah. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, we have uh, Ryan. Oh, fuck. Ryan. All right. Go ahead and uh, introduce your topic to the bumbuckers. I call this one the uh, Stranger Things on the Beach. This is a real sexual episode. Question before you start. Yeah. I have to interject. Is this the one that you're not happy about? No, no, is this... This, this is the one that I'm happy about. Okay. Okay. Let's hear Follow-up question. Is yeah, this yeah. a spooky one? I don't figure this one to be spooky. It's not mm. really spooky. Why don't you listen and find out? Yeah, just, just, just come down the rabbit hole with me. Okay. Just question, question. Do you, do, you, <laughs> question, question. do you have a pet peeve about people interrupting you when you're trying to do a topic or a podcast? I don't think it does. 
Nope. I'm Ryan, and I don't have pet peeves. I don't have any. I do not. I love everybody. I don't have any pet peeves. <laughs> I love everyone for who they are. I accept everybody for who they are, yes. <laughs> All right, go. This one is, this, as I said earlier, before I was so rudely interrupted. This I'm glad it doesn't bother you, though. Stranger Things on the Beach. Now, today's story takes us to Ditch Plains Beach in New York, just outside the business business district of Montauk. Our key witness this week is Jenna Hewitt, Stephen. Not to Jenna be, Hewitt. Jenna Hewitt, not to be confused for Jennifer Love Hewitt of Garfield fame. This is Jenna Hewitt. There you go. Great. Now I'm going to jerk off because she's my all-time where, where is Montauk? Montauk Bay. Got it's it. in New York City. I'm there. Or New York State. New York State. Or on Ditch Plains Beach, Christopher. Remember that. Now, on the morning of July 12, 2008, Jenna is taking a stroll on the beach with her three friends. And she's talking to her friends about what she likes to eat for breakfast. And she's like, my favorite type of bagel is a jalapeno cheese bagel. And she says this as she's sipping on her coffee and nibbling on the, on the bagel. The slightly burnt cheese and the spicy jalapeno really get my morning going. But as she's eating her bagel, she sees something on the beach. Christopher, what do you think she finds on the beach? Um, a seashell. Yes. A seashell. Angel, what do, you, what do you think Jenna Hewitt found on the beach? Well, let me tell you, man. Okay, she sells seashells, so seashell. I agree with Chris. A seashell. A seashell. Steven, what, what do you think, Jenna? What does she see on the beach? I think she's seen a dead body. A dead body? Un- under kind a of seashell? Body, what? The, uh, a, a bloated... Saltwater corpse. Are you son of a bitch? You know about this, don't you? That was oddly specific, Steven. No, I don't. Am I right? Let me show you. Oh my god. Let me show you. Yeah. Steven, have you been to New York before? You're going to show us a picture? I just. No. No, I just. Well. Yeah, I don't know. That just came to my head. I just, I think he was sending me telepathy. All right, I'm going to explain this to our listeners, and I'm going to show all of you. How do I do this? The, yeah. The little up arrow at the bottom. Oh, there we go. Whoa, 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 this is what he oh, found what? on the beach. I was thinking yeah. human corpse. I was thinking human corpse. That is Some, not... Somebody please describe like, this for our viewers, of, and I'm going to laugh while you do it. Is. It looks like it looks, it's flipping us off, by the it's way. It's the head of an eagle think? with the body of a hamster and the bottom part of a chicken. Yes. That's a harpy? It looks like this bloated creature with a beak and sharp teeth and claws and pinchers. It's, it's a monster. I'm, that, I'm, I'm, I'm getting like naked mole rat vibe with a beak. Pretty good. Chupacabra. So, that, that is what Jenna found on the beach. Jenna and her friends stopped and joked that what they found on the beach came from the infamous Plum Island just off the shore. They took a picture of the creature and contacted their local newspaper. And on July 23rd, the, the newspaper posted a black and white picture of, of what we just witnessed. And after they posted that picture, it spread all across the nation. And everyone kept talking about the Montauk monster. I remember seeing this. When I was you remember seeing this. I did because it was fascinating. It was a fucking monster. And look at it. You saw it. It was a little hamster looking thing. Could have been photoshopped. And you were in, intrigued. A fucking monster. This is early internet days. I knew, I knew this is something okay. fucking strange. How, how big would you say this thing is? Like, it's kind of, it's just, it's in the sand, so it's kind of hard to tell depth. But if, do you think in, you could, they, like, here, tell me when to stop. Tell, tell me when to stop. I, I would say it's got to be at least like three feet long. Three feet probably long. Man, probably okay. three feet long, and on all fours, it's it's probably three feet tall. Like a capybara. Like like a dog size, I guess. Yeah. Okay. A medium medium sized dog. 
Steven's going hunting. Steven is holding a bow and arrow on the podcast. <laughs> He's going to go hunting whatever you showed us. Now, now, because he got national attention and everyone wondering what the fuck it is, of course, the government had to step in. Mm. A man named Larry Penny stepped out. He's the director of the East Hampton Natural Resources. And he investigated some pictures of it. He didn't actually go out there and see it. And you know what? You know what Larry said. This creature is angel. He said it was a capybara or a hamster. He said it was something logical. Ooh, Just capybara. don't worry about it, Ryan. That's a good guess. Is it a giant New York rat? This mutated? No, he said as he said as a fucking raccoon. What? what? That is the worst description. That's missing its upper jaw. A hairless, bloated raccoon. Not even raccoon. fucking close to a raccoon, and I call bullshit. Mm. But nobody really cared what Larry had to say, and the local economy jumped on this. He was this, a shill. And they jumped on this new urban legend, just started selling all kinds of merchandise with the Montauk monster on it. Nobody gave a shit. Everyone's just making some fucking money on it. Now, Larry didn't actually investigate the body. He just looked at the pictures and acted like a hot shot and said, fucking raccoon. You know what happened to the body? Uh, Chris, what happened to the man, body? You know, there's some weird people out there. Like, I kind of feel like someone wanted to eat it. <laughs> I think someone stuck Can't there. hear you. Get closer to the mic. Oh, wait. Really is, did someone it. eat it and that's how COVID started? Did somebody fuck it? Whoa. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I'm glad I asked you to get closer. You know, you, you know what the answer is, Steven? What? No one really fucking knows. <laughs> what? But some say. Oh wow. Some say. Oh wow. That that the body was the size of a cat and just decomposed by the time the press got there and that black and white picture was posted and the nation became obsessed. It's not. It just dissolved. Doesn't seem very likely. Some Government other eyewitnesses claim that they saw men in hazmat suits come and shuffle the corpse away. But you know what our main witness says, Jenna Hewitt? Not to be confused with Jennifer Love Hewitt. <sighs> she claims that a man came and buried the corpse in the forest behind his house, and she refuses to disclose just where that location may be out of fear of what might happen to him and her. Why is she worried for him? Well, maybe he's a lover. Or... Hmm? Lover. What? So why is there so much mystery around this creature other than its grotesque looks? Well, that lies with the location of Plum Island. Chris, have you ever heard of Plum Island? I have not. Let me take you on a history lesson, Chris. I'm Whoa, taking a page let's on do your it. I'm, I'm getting super hard right now. What a switch. Flipping the script. What a switch. Yeah, Surprise, Steven. You still get a history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Plum Island on Google Maps right now, and there's a Plum Island Animal Disease Center on there. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get oh. to that, Steven. Oh. So Plum Island was purchased by the government in the Spanish-American War and Fort Terry was quickly constructed. And Fort Terry very quickly earned a reputation for various scientific experiments. And just after World War II, you know what happened, Christopher? You know who moved in? After World War II, was it the Nazis? It was the goddamn Nazis. Oh, I knew it! Those goddamn Nazis. <laughs> so after World War II and all these Nazis came to America and they started doing all kinds of experiments, that we can go into on another podcast and won't go on on this one. But they, they experimented with things like nerve gas. They created the V2 rocket. Yet these are the official projects. But there are several mysterious projects that our trustworthy government decides that we don't need to know. One of these was in 1978, a strange virus was unleashed to local wildlife and all the animals that got infected were quickly eliminated. No way. Yes. The government killed all the animals on the island and just said everything was taken care of. In 2004, 
just before the Montauk monster came out in 2008, there were two reports of outbreaks of foot and mouth disease, which was supposedly eradicated. Did you say foot and mouth disease? Foot and mouth disease. Not to be, no, not Steven, stop. Let me finish. Not to be confused, not to be confused with hand, foot, and mouth disease. I'm talking about foot and mouth disease. Stephen, you use body parts Steven, you way idiot. less dangerous. You need to listen to these very complicated and very, you know, super. Listen, it's only the foot and mouth, not the hand, foot and mouth. It's way less dangerous. So, foot and mouth disease was eradicated in 1929. You know where the last outbreak of foot and mouth disease was before the Montauk outbreak? Do you know, Stephen? Did you know so much goddamn much about foot and mouth disease? 1865. The last breakout was in 1904. Liar. Dude, everybody wow. knows that. Oh, it was in 1929. I already said that. And it was in Montebello, California. Oh, shit. I know where that is. Oh, you're talking about the Montebello case. That's actually kind of controversial because it was only two patients, so it wasn't really an outbreak. And there was like theories that the doctor wasn't really testing the right stuff, so it wasn't really foot and mouth disease it was hand foot and mouth That's disease right. you're getting confused so the real outbreak the last one that actually happened that was documented was on the east coast in pittsburgh pennsylvania at a small daycare facility that was run by the uh, lutheran church uh, i think it was called the non-orthodox methodist baptist church of pittsburgh pennsylvania get your facts straight talk. someone talks out their ass damn this is just spitting knowledge over here yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a pro now the most common theory for what the montauk monster actually is we're gonna go full circle to what steven said earlier is that this is the result of genetic experiments of mutated animals that were actually created on the island you know what Mm. Creature is rumored to have been created on this Plum Island facility. The New Jersey Christopher Chupacabra. Fucking Chupacabra. Chupacabra. (laughs) The fictional character that no one has seen. Uh, That's very close. You know how I know that's Chupacabra? Because in a workaholics episode, they had a Chupacabra episode and it looked like that. So maybe they pulled the same thing. Oh, it does look like that. They may have. They may have. Oh, uh, yeah. But see, I thought the Lechubacabra was in Mexico. Are you saying we created a Lechubacabra and then put it in Mexico to terrorize people? It's possible. It's possible. It's messed up. Yeah. So like the, the most common rumor on the internet these days is the Montauk monster was created on Plum Island and was lucky enough to escape from the horrors of the island to find a brief life of freedom before washing up dead, bloated, on the shore of Ditch Plains Beach in front of Jenna eating her jalapeno bagel. Wow. Bro, the only reason it's bloated is because it drowned. <laughs> it was in the water. <laughs> it was in the water for too long. Bloated corpse. I have been fascinated with the Montauk monster. For I'm surprised that it wasn't eaten by the... Um... The sea life out there. Oh, fuck that. that thing's fucking crazy looking. Nothing's gonna oh, like the fish is going to look at it like, oh, are you going to eat that? Ugh. Shark's like, mm, I'm picky yeah. today. Gotta, I don't want to eat this a, free meal. Got a sharp ass beak. Man, I, it's not going to pass it. I don't yeah. know, Ryan. We're talking. I'm, lo- I'm looking at. So that thing would have had to float 83 miles to get to the corner above New- above New York. Then it would do probably another 83 miles. 117. So we're talking about that thing had to float 200 miles to land on that beach and not get picked apart in the ocean. Wow. Mm. It was radioactive. Really good. Defense. 
Radioactive. No, I, I've got another. I've got another picture of it. Another angle. Another angle. This this will get you. It's, it's, it's even uglier. This one you can kind of see a belly button or a. Dude. You know, this thing doesn't have a penis. That kind of proves. You say it's a mammal. It kind of proves that it was genetically created because it doesn't have a penis or a mm. vagina. Let me show you this thing. It's a eunuch. What kind of one? All right, check check this one out. Check this one out. Boom, baby. That's a beaver. Oh. 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 Sign into Google, Ryan. Oh, fucking beaver. Look at that thing. That's a mole rat. That's a beaver. Oh, yeah. And it's huge. That's not a beaver. That's not a fucking beaver. That's a monster. Wait, why not? Right on the right page with like a Remember Kim Possible? Possible? Much bigger. It looks like the little guy from Kim Possible. Yeah, but in the same it's family. Too big. It's too big to be a mole rat. Yeah, or, or uh, people were saying on that webpage that they, it could be a pig, but I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, like a little one. <laughs> But I'm curious that it has no hair or fur on it. Like I'm so let's just say it was a beaver or whatever. I I don't there's even when they die, I don't see that all of that fur coming off. Like we're talking about this thing looks like it got waxed completely, 100%. Well, Larry's claiming it's a fucking raccoon missing part of its job. Oh, like the I upper I was about Larry. to say if the if you take away the upper part of the skin and just leave bone, the mandible, the, the mandible, the other upper part, it kind of could resemble a beak if you shave it off right yeah i can see that but why is the fur so precisely removed from a raccoon you're some sick bastards but there'd still be patches of fur like raccoons are very furry yeah i mean like i said that thing is unbelievably waxed even like under its armpits there's zero hair on its body remember when chris Uh, got waxed you ever get waxed (laughs) wait 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 i gotta hear this i gotta hear this he got a Chris, speaking of getting waxed, Chris got a full body wax prior to his yep. first marriage. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> what was the purpose Why? of the full body wax? And he went with his, and he went with his uh, best man oh. to yep. get yep. fully waxed. And I'll let Chris <laughs> tell you how it felt a few days after. Not to mention the procedure of waxing oh, yeah. the car. Yeah, so, so, so when Steven said I got a full wax, I got a, I got a wax from my neck to my balls mm. so it was just my chest stomach and the brazilian all the way down and and it was uh why do it and it was it was one of those things where i was like why not let's just try it out i'll see how it goes and then about 10 minutes into it i was like no this is not a try it out and see how it goes this is a this is a bad idea so where did you find the place to yeah do? How i did just you find uh you know it was in Gosh, it was up there north of Pomona. It was like Upland area, right? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was Upland because um, I was living in Pomona at the time. And I think I just Googled uh, men's Brazilian wax or something like that. And and it was <laughs> right here. So How did you convince Justin to go? Yeah, that, that was pretty – I just asked him. I was like, hey, man, I don't want to go by myself. Do you want to go? And, and he was one of the guys where he was like, dude, let's just do it, whatever it is. And so I said it to him, and he's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And then he had the same thing. Once he got there, he was like, oh, this is a bad idea. So, But as I'm laying there, it took, it took them like two hours just to get everything off my chest and stomach, and it was like oh so painful. Two hours? Yeah. I had so much dude. hair. So <laughs> did you uh did you get a boner when they were moving your dick around? No, not at all, actually. It was uh it, uh, I mean it, it would, helps, it would but I was in so much boner. pain. Sure, <laughs> sure. So much so much pain it just had given up. 
<laughs> and it was funny. She put like a like a little paper over everything, uh, and then as she started waxing it, I was like, "It's cool. Just do what you got to do." So she brushes that away. She's like, "All right, here, slather, pull, go." Jesus Christ! And she just cranked through it. Yeah. So then it was like another hour or so on that stuff. So I come out, like I come out, and Justin's like. So I went in before Justin and I, and he was, he just got his balls waxed. I got everything else. So I went in first and I came out last and he's like, dude, you were in there for so long. <laughs> but then Justin was saying, he, he said, I, I thought, I, uh, cause you're supposed to let the hair grow out a little bit. Well, apparently he let his grow out too far. So they didn't use wax. They had to use like black tar. To what? His off. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That should be like the punishment to a competition. Dude, one of these days is cr- one of us four yeah. has to get their asshole and balls waxed. Uh, like loser. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh, I remember Chris like the next day or what? It was like the next day. Of the day yeah, it was. Had, like, it was. Like, red, so, red, so what happened there? So I went home and <laughs> so two things. One, I've I've had like a lot of chest hair and everything for most of my life. When I had that, I have never been so cold in like seventy five degree weather in my entire life. It was I was shivering in my house and I just lay down and everything still you had an infection. Right. Well, it, it, it might have been that too, but it, it, if it almost it felt it almost felt like I had a sunburn was the pain everywhere so i said i just gotta lay down and go to bed and i didn't want to put a shirt or anything on so i just grabbed a blanket that i had laying on my on my bed and just pulled the blanket over me well that blanket i probably hadn't washed in like a month or two so it had oils and all kinds of good stuff on it so that sat on my open chest the night before when i woke up i had never had so many pimples in my life oh my god i just looked down and I was like, what happened i had to get i had to get a loofah and just scrub and scrub and scrub oh, no. yeah. and like eventually it smoothed out is that right before your wedding or like before the honeymoon i did yeah oh, so right it was like a honeymoon. week or two before my first wedding and it was it was terrible and the funny okay. thing was after everything was done i don't feel like it made me look better i feel like it actually made me look worse <laughs> yeah yeah i could have told yeah. you that i could have told you that Good times i'm just so happy you didn't that's right that's that right next time next time <laughs> i'll ask you steven that would have said no <laughs> next one so i've got my back waxed i got my back waxed once, <laughs> and it was very painful around the shoulders like it's the hair is rooted it's a 40 year old virgin and, oh ugh, it is that was the worst back here everything else was fine but uh Dude, the pain. I can't even imagine doing my balls. I would love that to be that. a punishment. I, I, I it's gonna be the, the new punishment for fancy football oh, is uh, you to get your balls waxed. Do it. Oh my. Oh no, dude. That's nobody will do it. The thing is, like, half people would just not follow. You got to do it. And how do we prove it? We'll prove it. Video. Yeah, picture. You got to be there. We got to have someone there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you my balls freshly waxed. Uh, yeah, I would get a bone. I think I would get a boner. What were you gonna say, Ryan? I had a lady from my my young days that that wanted me to wax another region, and I I acquiesced, and she she did it herself. And the first yeah? the first strip, I just started bleeding, and we're like, we're not, nope, oh, oh no, we're done. We we're we started done. this, we're finishing it, damn it. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, and I was like, nope, oh my no God. more. <laughs> I think it'd be funny, like. <laughs> See, for Chris, like, you could just do, okay, we're going to wax a strip of your chest, right? And just video, that'd be hilarious. For me, the only hair I really have on my body is, like, my ass. Really? In the armpits or whatever. So, like, yeah, I'm, like, hairless. And you'd have to wax my ass. That's the only place. <laughs> that's, it. that's the only place. That's the only solution. That's the only place you can you do gotta it. You got to wax my butt. Armpits? Do yeah. people wax yeah. armpits? You can. Those hair. ones sound painful, too, because the skin's more loose mm. in that area. Sensitive. Mm. 
So you're so you're saying Lax Chris looks like the Montauk yeah, monster? Uh, yes, that is a yeah. very that is an unbelievably <laughs> accurate representation. And I just kind of like laid that way. That's why the first marriage didn't work out. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so, so, so final thoughts on the Montauk monster raccoon or, or they call it stranger things on the beach because it kind of looks like that monster from the first season I called it stranger things on the beach uh, my story Steven is that why you called it that I called it that because of the experimental facility got you all right all right Calbergers. this is your <laughs> raccoon or monster Steven what say you I believe it's a genetically modified mole rat could be part mole rat could be part raccoon. Mole rats, aren't they known to handle high intensity of radiation or something? I don't fucking know much about a mole rat at all, to be honest with you. Whatever. <laughs> you know what it does? Christopher, what's yeah, you? Yeah, so, I mean, call it a monster if you want. I'm I'm a, in the mole rat camp. Um, and I would I would step, cause, just because the body shape looks like it, I could see if the snout is missing, kind of had a funky jaw. I could totally see that in the way its limbs were. And uh, as far as why it had no hair on its body, I'm thinking either it was maybe near like a nuclear spill issue, like nuclear power plant, or it was having some kind of like radioactive testing on it. And I think the radioactivity caused the hair to fall out and it died also in the process. Yes. That is Angel, Angel, let's say you. Me? Yeah. <sighs> Ryan, you talk a lot of shit about my uh, incredible, incredible record. Okay. On everything. Uh, back to the form. Yeah, back to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to that. Okay. <laughs> Impeccable record. I am undefeated with you. Remember this. Anyway, yeah, I think it's a mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did Larry said raccoon? Larry said raccoon. I don't give a fiddler's fuck what Larry said. Well, we I think it's Larry's, a mole rat. We all know Larry is full of shit. Oh, you, you know, know what? You know what? Hold on. Can you show that picture one more time? Hello? The first one or the second one? The first one. I want to see. I need to see the first one. Have you ever seen a mole rat? Kim Possible. Kim Possible and mole rat. I've held a mole rat. Bring up a mole rat. Show me a mole rat. Show me your mole rat. Show me your mole rat. a mole rat? Pull out your mole rat. Dude, that sounds disgusting. Show me your mole rat. Here's a fucking mole rat. That's a fucking mole rat right here. It's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> but it's tiny. It's tiny. You can get a big, you can get a big mole rat. Ew, dude. What the fuck? Mole rat is like, it's Why is it so hand. wrinkly? The fucking it's wrinkly? Huge. Well, because it's bloated, bloated, right? Yeah. So you think you can... It's bloated like to 10 times its size. And yeah, <laughs> that one looks funny. For all the viewers out there, we are scanning the entire internet of various naked mole rats. <laughs> Very disturbing. Very, very yeah, I think it's I think it's a mole rat, dude, a giant mole rat. That's my final answer. All right, all right. Fuck you. I'm getting you next week, Angel. You, you had me one time. With cursed objects. Which one? Which yeah, one? that's uh, it. Because I had one. Take take your victory while you got it, Ryan. You're in a you're in a dry streak right now. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ryan, and uh, everybody else on the podcast, Chris and Steven. You guys did a fantastic job. It's getting very late. Let's wrap it up. But first, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, please like, subscribe, and all the things you do on your favorite listening device and platform. Uh, gentlemen, is there anything you want to say to our lovely listeners before we sign off? Yes. Let's hear yes, it. Yes, I would. It's not a fucking mole we're at. That's what I want to say. <clears throat> I just wanted to say thank you to our devout listener and our extremely large fan club. Uh, your support just means so much to me. 
I heard this song today. I don't want to get into it. It's going to make me cry. Sorry. Take it away, All Chris. All the buckaroos out there. We just want to thank you for the support because it's allowing for the electricity to be turned on at our house to make this recording. So it's uh, your viewing pleasure is going right back into the system for more viewing pleasure. Thank you and ride out. You have solar panels, Chris. How dare you? Okay, so I'm selling a little bit. To, I'm selling most of it to Edison and then the uh, providers are covering whatever I've left. Right. Did you say anything? Yeah, I said I said I'm fucking bull rat, that's what I said. Alright.